Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey, one of the MCSEs. Comes in and helps us out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And let's get right to your calls. You're nice enough to join us on this gorgeous Saturday morning. And uh, let's go to Doug in Waterbury. He's been on the line the longest. Hey, Doug, what's up? Hey, guys. Um, I'm pretty much a computer novice uh, with just a few questions. I think they might be easy. All right. Uh, but I'm not sure. Um why does my computer seemingly die, uh, meaning screen black, mm-hmm. um, except for a glow around the perimeter of the screen? Mm-hmm. And I also get a mouse arrow, but I get no home screen or anything like that. I consider that uh, my computer died or breaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that uh, uh, that happened with my last computer, yeah. which was a very inexpensive Asus, mm-hmm. if I'm saying it right. Yep, yeah, sure. And uh, so after about a week of uh, trying to baby that back mm-hmm. by keeping it plugged in, looking at it every so often, pressing the on off button. Yep. Um, uh, that never came back on, so I tossed it. Yep. But now I have an RCA, uh, if this makes any difference, a W1162. RCA, like the, the, I always picture the little dog looking at the old photograph. Yes, well, there is no <laughs> dog on the uh, box. All right, little Jack Russell, right, looking at the big no. <laughs> old style. No, no. okay. But uh, this computer was doing the same thing. All right. Uh, but is it Windows I, 10? Windows 10. Yep. But I uh, kept it plugged in, and I gave it a try right after I called you, mm-hmm. and it came back to life, and I got my email up and all that stuff. But okay, uh, okay, good. Good. So, uh, if you might be able to to tell me why does my computer seemingly die because uh, right. because all I get is a glow around the perimeter after. Uh, eight hours of uh, charging. charging, and I and I get a mouse arrow. All right, all right. We'll try to give you some answers there, Doug. Uh, generally, my my son had the exact same problem Thursday, oh. and my niece had the same problem two weeks ago. Both of them up at UConn, and uh, nothing like driving to UConn for a computer problem. And I got there. Of course, the UConn IT desk said he blew his uh, video card or blew his motherboard. 
not, not to bust on the UConn IT desk guys, but you need to do a little more research than just say he did that. Uh, it did not. Ha- I, when I got there on Thursday night, I pushed the power button and ta-da, it comes on fine. And of course, he looked at me funny and said, "What did you do?" And I said, "Well, I'm an IT geek, and I turned it on, and that's what we do." Um, <laughs> <laughs> the issue plugged the, it in. <laughs> yeah, uh, he really didn't appreciate that answer. Um, the the issue I think Doug has to do either with Windows 10 updates that are that are occurring and then because your laptop isn't properly plugged in or have enough juice it's crashing during the update causing some sort of problem and this is my this is my theory because I haven't really found an answer because again I don't know exactly I didn't do anything to solve this problem other than push the button it came on I ran through safe mode and had did a few things but it keeps coming on and working fine you're, and again, I think it has to do with updates. So if you are not keeping your laptop plugged in um, when it wants to force those updates down our throats, those Windows 10 updates, it could be having some sort of corruption issue or it could be a backlight problem. It could be a, a screen problem with your laptop where the backlight is not coming on and you get that little glow around the edge, but the main light is not working. So it could be a physical issue with your machine. Okay. Um, okay. Uh uh, thank you. Um, now I have two questions that I think have very fast answers. All right. Will my computer let me work on it if my battery is very low, but I have it plugged in charging? Generally, the answer is yes, it should. Okay. Uh, that was fast. Yep. And the other one I think that has a fast answer is, <laughs> can I keep my computer plugged in 24-7, 365, 10 years, a decade, uh, et cetera. Of course. You always keep it plugged in, yeah. I can always keep it plugged in, whether it's charged or not, naturally. It yeah. would never be not charged. Right. Uh, and it would not overheat. It would not get overcharged. It's not supposed to. Uh, okay. So these batteries are supposed to be smart enough. However, we've seen these batteries explode, right? You've seen... Laptop batteries explode on people. Your your cell phone battery will explode on you. We've seen them. These same yeah. batteries in airplanes have the issues, right? So, the last part of your statement where it said, "I'll never have an issue," <laughs> I can't promise that. Never but say never. Never say never. But I always operate when I can with my laptop plugged in, um, and it's always safe. Go ahead, Bob. You want to reboot every now and again because yeah, turn it off if you're not using it. I think if you turn it off, Correct. you're not using it. But you know, let's say you have it and it's plugged in and you've got it going and going. So if uh, something happens and, and the uh, software that runs the power, you know, kind of gets messed up, by rebooting it, it like kind of resets it back to where it should be. Yeah, and okay. I think that was part of my son's issue in that he was telling me that he was keeping the machine running in his backpack and stuff like that. And it's just not a healthy way to manage your battery. Uh, kids for these days just think they – believe it or not, they told me it takes too long to turn on. It's a solid-state system. Solid-state, Joey. I know Joey's back there laughing. Solid-state comes on in seconds. When I was a kid, a boot process took 20 minutes on my 286.12 Turbo when I was at college. So these kids need instant gratification, and literally he keeps it in, keeps it in sleep mode on a solid state drive that is almost unnecessary. Uh-huh. So turn it off when you're not using it, uh, but you can keep it plugged in all the time, Doug. So I can turn it off once a day, and that just involves pressing the on/off button for four or five seconds. No, no, no. Yeah, just do go to start shutdown. Hit, go to the start button and hit shutdown. Let the software do it. The button should do that for you too. But the hard shutdown's not good. That's a crash. Oh, well, 
that's what I've been doing. You've all been the crashing time. your machine, Doug. You're that crashing. That may be it. what's what's oh, causing oh. your video problem. Yeah, you're scrambling your your operating system. Okay, and and that other restart that you're talking about is going what to the icon that looks like four windows yes. or is it a round icon like nope. i've seen on some that's window seven it's the icon that looks like four windows and you okay. want to go to start the start button yeah that's our start button right click on that and then do a shutdown right click on that and then do a shutdown and for at least 20 minutes uh we'll re-initialize it no, I was just joking about how long it took my old 28612 to come on, but you do a start shutdown and leave it alone, and then when you go back to it, it'll come up, and that'll be that'll be a nice fresh boot, and things should run well. And what is the least amount of time that I should keep the uh, computer off? The least amount of time. Well, if you reboot time. it, you can just do a reboot. That'll that'll affect it, and that's zero amount of time technically. Yeah. If, if you do a start reboot, so the least is zero. You can just do a, re, oh, okay. a restart. All right. Well. well uh, uh, thanks very much for all those answers. All right, I'm a uh, first-time caller, and I uh, may be a second-time caller. Sounds good. We need another resident groupie. Yeah. Thanks very much. All right, Doug. <laughs> Bye now. Bye-bye. But it's funny. I mean, I, my son was not taking care of his machine the way I would have thought he would. Uh, he thought he was doing fine by it. And I'm a geek, right? You'd think we'd, as geeks, we sit in the car and, hey, son, how do you handle your computer? You know, we don't have those dad moments where, you know, do you turn it off on a regular basis? Or do you leave it running in your backpack, for crying out loud? Uh, we don't really have never gotten to that point in our relationship to discuss I, this computer usage. In, in the course of everyday life, yes. I could tell my kids everything. But you know what? Yeah. They're never going to listen to me. They mm. always listen to their friends, who most of the time were wrong. <laughs> yes. We just never had the discussion, and you, I guess you're all driving in the car thinking, Eric, why don't you talk to your kid? We, I talk to my kid, but we just don't come up with that type of discussion. And then, but you should think a little bit about how your kids are handling their, their battery-powered devices. They literally think they're instant on, always, you know, it's just ridiculous. So, all right, we got to go. we got to take a quick break here. Joey's telling me to, to move on. Joyce, Bill, George, hang on. We'll be right back. This is Computer Talk. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Let's get right to your calls. The lines are all jammed up. We have found a few examples of recording software. I found something called You Save It, but that's more for an Apple uh, solution to do recording of uh, of radio programs on your uh, smartphone. Bob is looking up another one that was suggested by uh, another uh, listener down in Florida, our buddy Carmen. Uh, we're checking it out, Carmen, right now. And uh, let's go on to your calls, though, as we do a little research. We're going to go to Joyce in Portland next. Morning, Joyce. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Uh, my question is probably a simple one. Mm -hmm. um, I have a Mac, right. and I'm trying to send three photos from my, uh, from my uh, computer to someone by email. All right. And it's fine, but they don't separate. There's like, they're almost on top of one another. How do I send three, but they're individual? Uh, are, you trying to, are you trying to embed them in the, in the email? Yes. All right. So you could do it that way, but that's the email formatting is going to handle is going to stick the photos wherever it sticks them. If you do them as uh, attachments, you can say, "Hey, here, take a look at these email uh, these photos. They're attached." Oh, uh, okay. That might be easier for you than trying to embed it in the email. Oh, uh, okay. Because uh, you can actually, you know, uh, on one of the boxes to check, you can check send email. But yeah, that's the, that explains it. Okay, that was easy. Well, I hope so. I hope it works for you. Now, if the photos are too big, uh, they still might get rejected by the 
the mail system, but that's a whole other problem. Right. Well, they have different sizes, so yeah. I usually pick the small. Yeah, you can send okay. it. You can send them small, or you can send them individually, one at a time. Yeah, one at a time, right? Hmm. But I would okay, just attach thank them. You. you got it. You have a good day. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. And sometimes you can do that with HTML configurations of your email client to get a better result. But the other side may not have that software, so you'll still get a bad result necessarily. It's coming over to the recipient where the where the photos are kind of all jarbled up. So just attach them. Um, let's move on to Bill in Berlin next. Morning, Bill. Yeah. Good morning. Morning. Yeah, I've got a, I'm running 8.1 Windows, and I get, I've given me a problem lately that I can't attach to my network, my Wi-Fi network. Okay. And um, so what I did is I stream on Amazon Prime. I could still stream from the, you know, from the uh, modem, and I can even get to the modem via my cell phone. Uh, but my computer... Uh, is telling me I'm having a network connection issue. So I go look at my networks available, and I try to reconnect and all that, and it just won't let me connect. So I endured this for about a week, and then I decided to go back to an older restore point, and I restored successfully, and I actually connected to the network, Nice. But that only that lasted for fifteen minutes. Now I can't oh. connect again. So it's not it's not that. Um, it could be your mm-hmm. actual Wi-Fi card inside your laptop is bad. The fact that you connect ah. and then it works a while, little while means you're not having a DNS issue. You're not having an IP issue necessarily, unless right. you think so, Bob. Uh, I think it definitely could still be a DNS issue. Do you? Because it gets a refresh and then it's trying to refresh again. Okay. Well, and, it's not coming back. It only came back after I did the restore. Right. And that that only lasted for a few minutes. Now it won't connect at all. Okay. So it refreshed the DNS. I would suggest that you go in and uh, put a different DNS setting into your uh, your network settings. network interface card, uh, your NIC settings. So put okay. in... Um, what is it? Open uh, DNS. He's going to recommend open the Open DNS IP settings. Do you run Open DNS, Bill? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, if you're not sure, you don't. Um, you'd know if you did. But that's okay. okay. We're going to give you those those DNS uh, addresses. Um, well, you're going to have to go to our website because Joey just hit the button. So unless you go, go ahead. What do you got, Bob, for the... Uh, 208.67.222.222 and 208.67.220.220. So you're going to go to your network interface card and change the DNS settings. Now, if this doesn't work, I think it's your actual card that's failing. And okay. you may want to go out and pick up a external one, like a USB. Uh, uh-huh. hmm? okay. I didn't know they had external ones. Yeah, you just plug it into the USB port and okay. uh, see if that works better for you. If it doesn't, then you've got another problem. But I, I think it's either your card or Bob thinks it's your DNS. But you can go to Staples and pick one up for like 35 bucks. Yeah, okay. Uh, so your website would have the DNS settings? Yeah, our website will have information about Open DNS. Please read it and check it out, and I would recommend implementing it. If you could, it'll be a much safer way to browse the Internet. Oh, All right, Bill. Open DNS. Thanks a lot, gang. You're welcome, sir. All right, we'll be right back. We'll be here till 11. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And I did want to tell you about that town in that forward-thinking town in um, the Bay Area of San Francisco, uh, Mill Valley. 
They are just a few miles north of San Francisco. They voted unanimously late last week to effectively block deployments of small cell 5G wireless towers in the city's residential areas. I just got to ask, guys, why would you want to continue with two broadband connections to your home, either fiber or cable, when you have this beautiful technology coming at you? I know you're so afraid. You know, weren't weren't they afraid of the wheel? Weren't they? The, the answer is right here. Yeah, it's right in the thing. It says it's, it hasn't stopped one wealthy enclave. See, wealthy people want to spend more money. They don't want cheap. They want the most expensive because the more it costs, the better it is, right? I well, <laughs> depends on then how they much. can brag about how much they're paying. <laughs> yeah, I guess <laughs> makes no sense to me. But uh, they want to make sure five G does not come to their city because they're afraid of it. I mean, gosh. Well, <laughs> if they're afraid of that, how about NASA shooting <laughs> lasers at the Earth? 10,000 laser pulsers at the Earth every second. What could go wrong there? <laughs> <laughs> Is it the 5G that's killing us or the rail pulsars coming down from the... <laughs> but from NASA. Well, that's a mapping system, right? That's a satellite that that's they're putting an, out? Yeah, satellite. I'll post the article to it. But, I mean, if you're afraid of 5G, right? come on, give me a break. NASA's doing this. And they've yeah. been doing it for years. We've got you have Wi-Fi broadcasters sitting right in your living room for internet. I mean, they have it right. At, what are you afraid of, guys? We're probably okay. I say probably in air quotes because <laughs> who knows? But I'm going with probably. Let's go. Let's go. Go to George in Windsor Locks first. Hey, George, what's up? You there, George? Yes. What can I do for you, sir? Good morning. Morning. I have two questions relative to emails. Alrighty. Uh, one of them uh, is uh, kind of a annoyance. The other, one, the other is really an open question. All right. The first one is: I send email to somebody who has an snet.net address. Okay. Uh, he never gets it, and I never get the mail back as being undelivered. Huh. I'm, wa- I'm wondering why. I'm using AOL. He's got you as spam. Uh, he could be set you up as a spam. Uh, you're using AOL. Both of you guys are using some old mail systems, <laughs> AOL and SNET. But uh, he's probably got you as spam, so you're going into the spam black hole. Uh, you're not going to ever get a recipient red red receipt back if it's if it's deemed spam. That's the whole point of hiding it. Uh, uh, how do how do how do I or he correct it? It's on his end. He has to go to his mail portal, which is probably through Oath. It's probably through Yahoo. He's not really a SNET. Um, he's going to go to his account online and make sure he doesn't have you set as a spam, a spammer by accident. Um, or he has to check his Outlook. If he's running an Outlook mail client, he has to make sure he's set you, George, as a, as a non-spammer. Make sure he checks his spam folders. I bet you're in there. Huh. That's, okay. that's got to be it. Next thing, which is more more important to me. Yeah. Uh, I send emails quite often mm-hmm. uh, to Hannity, Carlson, and Ingram. Oh, Fox News. Sure. Uh, I had a heck of a time getting their addresses, in spite of the fact I called the local uh, Fox channel in Hartford. Hmm. They gave me the wrong name, hmm. the wrong address. Mm-hmm. I went online to the Fox News. They gave me the wrong the wrong information, hmm. uh, and I finally found it, or finally jiggled my way through a lot of series of trial trials and error, and finally yeah. got it. At right. least I think I did. Okay. But when I send them, I never get that back either. Can I assume that they're getting it? So people do not have to let you know they've read the message. No, I understand, but I don't, I don't get it back as undelivered. Oh, then you're fine. Yes, yeah, so it's going somewhere. Uh, yeah. It doesn't mean they're reading it. Um, well, no, but could it be going into this, this big email vacuum that uh, never responds? 
Depends. So if it's their personal email address uh, box where they would deal with it themselves, they might be reading it. But if they have people, which I suspect they have people, they probably have people reading the messages and they'll pass those on that they want to get to the folks that you're sending the message to. Okay, so you're saying that they they are in fact getting them. They they probably are getting them. They're being delivered to that address. Right. Are they looking at them? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't either. But, you know, they probably get a lot of email. Well, I'm sure they do, but the, whoever whoever sends them, we've got to find out what their address is because it's not available unless you do it by trial and error. Really? I would think it'd be on the site, but I guess not. Well, it is on the site. It says it says at Fox News. Doesn't give the pre. Doesn't give the name like Hannity. Oh, most likely that's a Carl. Twitter. I bet you that's a Twitter handle at Fox News or something like that. Well, it might be, but I've tried just plain Hannity. That yeah. didn't work. I called then I did Sean Hannity. Yeah. That didn't work. No. I finally did it by Sean Dot Hannity. That worked. All right. And some poor guy named Sean Dot Hannity is saying, why the hell is George emailing me? Yeah. <laughs> Who's George from Windsor Locks for crying? And why is he upset about this or that? <laughs> well, I hope he gets it anyway. Well, good luck. I hope he does too. Okay. Thanks. All right, George. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. These guys get so much messages. It's hard to know. And you can set that forced read receipt, but they don't have to actually send the read receipt out. Um, as simple as that. Let's go on to uh, Rob in Enfield. Hey, Rob. What's up? Hello, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. So uh, I have a computer that hasn't been connected to the Internet since dial-up went out of style. Um, and it basically, and it, uh, I had hair back basically then. Basically, it's a check ledger for me. Uh, it has an old, old Quicken. It's, win- it's running Windows NT, I believe it's called. Windows uh, NT? Yes. Wow. That's called new yeah. technology. Windows new technology. That was when yeah. new technology was new and shiny in the nineties. That was when uh, Microsoft bought Land Manager. Uh, the first iteration was like three point Yeah. Wow. Okay. I told, the, I told the call screener you'd be amazed. That's but an old one. All it's really done was be a, a, a check ledger um, all right. and and uh, and connected to a printer. It's got like a thirty six pin connector. Oh yeah, uh, to, the, uh, to a line printer and any C line printer that I still can actually get in, have been able to get ink for wow. until uh, last week, and then uh, things just it didn't crash, but it's just not performing. Uh, right. It's not doing what it should be doing. Okay, so um, I'm looking to get the new computer yep. that would just be. I think the only time I think I would hook it up would be to actually load what Quicken wants me to load to make a new check ledger yep. uh, visible and uh, and functional. And uh, I guess I'm going to have to get a new printer as well, or I could use the you know, wireless because I do have the printer down with the main computer that I use. Yeah, you can so use I'm wondering your, yeah, go ahead. what your recommendations might be because, you know, rather not spend $600 for a check ledger because uh, mm. that's really what it is. And uh, I hear you. The answer is you probably can spend 600 or less, if that's all you're doing, um, on a home-style, inexpensive computer. Now, the difference between what you bought with that NT and what you get for 600 bucks nowadays is, is night and day. That, that computer you have there probably cost you $3,000 back then. <laughs> and it was worth it because it was very it was made well made as you can see it's still running and uh very good quality stuff now if you spend 3 to 600 bucks on a computer you're going to get a little more technology a little more performance than you had but the quality is is really 300 bucks worth of quality which is not a lot yeah. of quality so uh you can find an inexpensive computer but if you want the same lifespan out of your check ledger that you just got you need to be in the $1000 range for any kind of business so that's what I'd recommend. Trying to get okay. your, get yourself to a grand, and uh, 
you'll have better results, and it'll last you a lot longer, like your last one has. I mean, you've got your money's worth. Right. Just yeah, read the penny jar. Money's worth. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I'd be able to use the wireless printer. I would have to buy a new printer. I would assume then, because I could use the one that's down in my that that's next to. Uh, yeah, you, if you got a like a laptop that you wanted to communicate to that printer with uh, on the network, you could use you could do that too. Um, but yeah, you could use a newer style printer. Yep. And what's uh, what's your opinion of uh, used computers that are decent uh, quality? It comes down to the a ninety day warranty. Typically, with those, anything refurbished or used will be a ninety day warranty. And yeah. uh, you can get lucky, I guess. Typically, they're three to five years old already, so you're already buying something that's done. It's been through its lifespan, right? And they clean them up. They look, they look good, but you know, they're they've been used. Yeah, and, and you don't know how much they've be, been used. It's like buying a used car. Yeah, the lifespan would be related to the the hardware inside, not necessarily the fact that because I don't really need much technology, obviously. Right. So, well, you do and you don't. You need enough technology to run the current quick the current Quicken. Right, uh, you're not going to be able they to stick your old eight, Quicken on it. They said you need eight gigs of, of memory. Yeah. Of the, uh, so, um, okay. Well, I'd be I'd be cautious of a used machine. I've never had good luck with used systems, and again, the warranties are so 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 short. Right. I don't know. Um, okay. Thanks very much. All right, Rob. That's an old oldie but a goodie. Yeah. Well, as I said, you got as you said, I got my money's worth out of it. So thanks yes, for you your did. advice. Your pleasure. Our pleasure, Rob. He really did get his money's worth out of it. Windows NT. I wonder if it was a uh, three point something or probably or uh, four point oh. Right, I bet you it was three point something. We're gonna take a quick break. Like three point five is that what it was? Three point five, three point six, and then they had four point oh, four point one, and then it was up to Service Pack six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Service <laughs> Pack away. We're gonna step out for a quick break. Get back to your calls, Paul and Elizabeth. Hang on. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. We are back. Little Linus and Lucy. I think it's Gary Hoey doing that all by himself. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. And then uh, 11.30 comes on. From 11 o'clock to 11.30, I think you got Dr. Alessi with Healthy Rounds. And then you got Oklahoma at Ohio State. Uh, so check that out here at uh, WTIC. Let's get right to your calls. We're going to go to Paul, who's been on the line longest in Weathersfield. Hey, Paul, what's up? Hey, good morning. Morning. Um, I got a lot of blue screen issues. Uh-oh with a sideways frown and I've been battling with this for um, like over a month now and you do something and it seems to work great for a while and then it comes back again. So, um, windows 10, windows eight, what are you running? This is uh windows 10, uh, pro. Uh, I got about a, uh, Asus motherboard, about a three-year-old motherboard. Yep. Um, and the thing was fine up until, um, you know, I would say like, you know, a month or two ago. Yeah. Uh, when it blue screens, it's pretty severe. I get um, Nancy stop codes, kernel security check failure. Yikes. All those fun things. And sometimes it will actually restart two or three times right out of the gate and ask me to contact my administrator and do all kinds of extensive stuff. But if I simply power it down and come back, I got about a 50-50 chance it's going to work again. Jeez. And so Windows I 10 is supposed to be an improvement. In disk. I've done check disk. Mm-hmm. I did um, an SFC 
I even went and did a, a DISM. Yep. Uh, I thought my hard drive was going first. Sure. So I, I bought a, uh, um, a small uh, solid state, and I haven't jumped into that uh, boat yet, but I'm planning on trying to get the OS over to the solid state Yeah. Um, in case it is the hard drive. But the last thing that I tried was I ran into somebody, and he told me, well, the uh, video drivers can cause this. Yep. So I went to the Asus website, and I downloaded the video driver chipset, mm-hmm. installed it, and went, oh, great, it's working fine. Well, that lasted for about a week. Okay. And now it's doing it again. So that so, wasn't it. <laughs> so the next thing I'm, I'm thinking of jumping into, what is just what I'm calling, is if there's more things that I can check, or if I if I should or shouldn't jump into um, um, putting the chipset back on it, the original Asus chipset. Uh, so I wouldn't change anything. Um, I would look at your clean boot. I would see if you can get in a clean boot and see if you're maybe loading an application that's causing this thing to go haywire. And uh, that might be – you've done everything else. I mean you, you're looking for hardware issues, and it may not be. It might be a software conflict. Um, you might have some application that's a legacy application that's coming up on boot that's causing this issue. Um, and so if you try a clean boot where you're going to have nothing else running uh, besides the operating system and see if you get stability there, uh, then you can go back and figure, try to figure out in the startup wh- which application might be interfacing or interfering with the operating system and causing that blue screen. Does that make sense? Have you tried anything like that? It makes sense. I don't have a lot of apps, though. I pretty much use Office 365 and Microsoft Mail and Google. Mm-hmm. I understand. Dang. I understand, but we're gonna. you should at least try to go up into a clean boot config to see if you get more stability, because it still could be any one of those things um, causing right. issues. You know, Who knows which one's causing it? That's part of the fun of the blue screen of death. <laughs> you know, yeah. the little smiley face is just like, well, you know, hey, we're Microsoft and we're sorry to tell you this, but your system's got a problem, but we don't know what it is. Um, yeah. Actually, it's a sad face. Um, yeah, so right. in a clean boot, can I, can I run my office while I'm in there? Yeah. So, yeah, you're going to do a clean boot and then you should be able to click click on your office suite and bring it up. Uh, but it's going to try to give you a, cle- a clean load uh, rather than any of the other stuff that you might have brought in. And that might show you where the problem lies um but we'll put a link up there for you as to how to how to run boot from a clean boot that's the key here is and you're running windows 10 yes yeah we'll try to find a an article that goes through that for you so you can run in that way um it could be it could be a hardware failure it could be a ram problem um this is a laptop or a pc this is a this is a desktop okay how much ram 16 gigs of RAM. I got four equal chips. Can you pull out a couple of chips and see? Um, so what you do there is you shut the machine down, pick a chip, any chip, pull it out, um, as long as it'll allow you to boot with uh, the other three chips in whatever configuration they're in, and see if your machine is healthy. So if it runs with 12 gigs of RAM now, it boots up, and, and now you don't get the blue screen. Oh, that was a bad chip. you got to figure out which one it is, though. You can just go bad out of the blue. <laughs> Welcome to our world. The answer is yes. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Yes. There is, there is checking you can do while it's still active, but without removing it, or no. Yeah, there are utilities, but but yeah. they're obviously while you're doing the check, everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, but, and I don't I download anything. Um, yeah, so I would I would try that, but try the clean boot. Try the um, moving some RAM around. If you're willing to do a hard drive swap, you're willing to take the thing apart. I assume. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you might find one of the Sims is bad, one of the, one, or, or going bad. Uh, maybe just reseeding them solves the issue 
Okay. Um, make sure you do the updates too. Get to the latest Windows 10. Maybe you've got some. You're behind a little bit. Who knows? You shouldn't. Well, I just found one hanging out right now. Okay. Uh, it's probably within the last week. There must have been an update that hadn't installed. It only downloaded, but it hadn't installed. So I took care of that before I did anything. Okay. Well, try- so- um. So I got one other thing for you. Well, Paul, we're, we got a hard stop here, so I can pick you up uh, on the phone on the on Joey's side of the screen. So let me put you on hold and answer that question later, okay? No, it's not a question. It was just a tip, but I don't, I don't have to share it. It's okay. All right. Thanks, Paul. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I want to thank all you guys for joining us on the Saturday morning. Thank you, Joey Burgoyne, for actually doing the production for us. Mike G for posting everything live. See you next week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.